Hallelujah. All right, Mark chapter 7. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 7, while you're finding your place, can I mention our meeting real quick? Uh, we've got some flyers with us. Our Smoky Mountain Youth Revival's coming up and uh, July the 15th, 16th, and 17th. And I won't say much about it, but we do invite you to be there. If you can come for all of it, wonderful. We'd love to have you. If you can come for a service or two uh, during those days, uh, we'd love to have you uh, that way as well. However, the Lord would let you come. We have a good time. Emphasize, amen, old time preaching, praying, singing, praising the Lord. And uh, we'd sure love to have you be a part of that. I've got some flyers with us. And so uh, if you're interested, you can see me, I guess, after service. Mark chapter 7. Go ahead and stand with me for a moment. And I uh, want to read several verses. And I've got, uh, amen, an hour and a half of preaching doing 20 minutes. So here we go. Hang on. All right. Mark 7, verse number 31. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephetha, that is, be open. And straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loose, and he spake plain. And he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. I just say in passion, ain't it amazing? He tells them here, don't tell it, and they go tell it. And he's told us to go tell it, and nobody's telling it much. And I think we've got it all backwards in this day. I ain't preaching on that, but we could. Look in verse 37, this would be our thought verse that we'll use for these uh, verses this morning. And the Bible said, and we're beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. You can be seated this, uh, this morning. Throughout the life of Christ, it's often said that uh, people, as He would come upon them and do certain things, they were astonished and they were amazed. This is a theme found throughout uh, Mark's writing, if you want to look back in chapter number 1 and in verse number 27, the Lord is getting His earthly ministry in full swing. And the Bible said, and they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, what thing is this? Of what new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth He even the unclean spirits, and they do obey Him. In chapter number 2 and in verse number 12, the Bible said, and immediately he arose and took up his bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. In Mark chapter number 5 and in verse number 42, the Bible said, And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And so everywhere the Lord goes and in everything He does, it's not uncommon that when, uh, when the Lord gets done uh, visiting people and doing what He desires, that He leaves them uh, astonished and amazed. In the text that we've read uh, this uh, morning, 
in verse number 37, the healing of this blind, or rather this deaf man and this mute man, uh, the Bible says here that when he got done, they were beyond measure astonished. This, uh, this matter of being beyond measure uh, astonished, not just amazed, not just astonished, not just your mind blown, not just sitting back going, wow, but, but having no measure, no words to describe uh, exactly how amazed that they really are. This is something that is mentioned uh, three times in the gospel according to Mark. In Mark 6 and in verse number 51, the Bible said, And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wonder. And of course, that's dealing with the Lord walking there upon the sea uh, in the storm, coming to where the disciples were there, a uh, great fear. And the Lord uh, meets them where they are, calms the storm, gets in the boat with them. And when all is said and done, they are looking at themselves and, and they're not just amazed and astonished, but uh, they have a hard time putting into words and just how amazed and astonished and they really are at what Jesus has done. We find in our text in Mark seven thirty seven the same statement in Mark chapter number 10 and in verse number 26, uh, the Bible said, And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? I don't have time to get into all the, all the, all the context of that, but uh, they were astonished at some things Christ had preached and taught in that text about the matter of salvation. And uh, when they think about the Lord saving people and, and thinking about Him changing lives, they were uh, amazed, they were astonished beyond measure. And when I think about the Lord saving people, it is amazing amazing to me that He could save anybody. Uh, it is amazing beyond measure that He saved me and that He would save you and that uh, He's interested in sinners today and a lot we could say there. Uh, what of this word astonished in our text? Uh, we find here this word astonished simply means uh, to strike with amazement, to be bewildered or surprised. Uh, we said that it means to be uh, it mean, and this is a good hillbilly word. It means to be flabbergasted. That's what we said. Amen. I don't know what all that means. I guess it means to be amazed. Amen. Webster's defines the word astonished uh, as to be confounded with admiration. Uh, when we look here in this verse, and we're beyond measure astonished. Uh, that is, my friend, using Webster's definition. And when the Lord got done, they, uh, they, are, they are confounded with this admiration for the Lord. Uh, it has not just stirred them, but it, is, it has drawn them to Him. Uh, that, that He has uh, amen, captured their attention. He has captured their affection. They uh, are desirous, I believe we see in verse 37, and in their admiration there's a desire and there is a, uh, an effect of worship that takes place when uh, men and women and boys and girls began to be astonished with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the phrase, when we add this uh, phrase, beyond measure, amen, to astonishment, this phrase beyond measure means to an extreme degree. 
It means superabundantly or exceedingly. Uh, if I was to, to, to define in my study uh, this word and phrase beyond measure astonished, I would say that it is saying to you and I that uh, they were astonished above the average. And they are astonished more than the normal. And they, my friend, are astonished over the usual degree. Uh, that, my friend, there is, an ex- there is an extreme side to this thing. Uh, that, my friend, it's gone beyond anything that they've ever felt. It's gone beyond anything that they've ever witnessed and uh, experienced in their relationship to Christ. Uh, that He has taken them beyond what they have been at normally, uh, beyond what the others have said, and it's gone above the average. And so I want to preach for just a few moments this morning on astonish. Uh, beyond measure, astonished beyond measure. I'm glad that uh, there is an astonishing side of walking with Christ and how He amazes you and I at times in what He does. Uh, but I'm interested in, amen, uh, in my relationship with Christ this morning, uh, not just being the average. And I'm interested today, Brother Wells, in uh, Christ taking me more than the normal and uh, taking me over the usual. Uh, it seems like in the day in which we live, we're content with the average. Uh, we're satisfied with uh, the normal. We're satisfied uh, with the way it's been the last six months. We're satisfied uh, with where Christ has brought us to. Uh, but can I say there, amen, is always another, uh, another, can I put it this way, amen, another level. There's always another step, amen, where Christ takes us beyond where we've been. Amen. Beyond measure, astonished. I think to be astonished beyond measure is uh, the excitement and joy of our relationship to Christ. Uh, It's our joy of His work in our lives. I mean, not getting to the place in our life where we're satisfied. Uh, Not getting to the place in our life where we're content. Uh, This is as good as it can be. And this is as much as Christ can do for us. And this is as far as the Lord can bring us. Uh, But being excited that Christ uh, uh, not only has worked and is working, uh, but my friend, He has more that He desires to do. In Mark 7, 31 through 37, here we find uh, that uh, Christ entering in again to this region of Decapolis. I won't take time to run all this all the way out, uh, but you'll find that this is the same region as the miracle of the demoniac healing, the casting out of the legion uh, there in Mark chapter number 5. And you talk about something that would bring astonishment, amen, to see this man that no man could help, uh, this man that had been often bound with fetters and chains and and uh, my friend broke them and never was the better, uh, but rather was always getting worse and worse until uh, 
Uh, Jesus came by His way. And um, after He had a word, the legion is cast out uh, into the hogs. The hogs run down the hill. They're drowned in the sick. And uh, you'd have thought that after him, they would have, uh, they would have been uh, moved with great astonishment. Amen. And have embraced the Lord. Uh, uh, but in Mark chapter number 5, they run Him out of town. Amen. Because uh, one preacher said uh, there's more in Rested in their hogs and then they were the work of Christ. And I no doubt that that is so. And yet here we find Christ is coming back. He's coming back to this same crowd that uh, seemingly has been so disinterested uh, in Him and what He can do. I, I'm glad that the Lord uh, didn't give up on up. I'm glad that He came back again and again. And I'm glad He comes back again and again in our lives uh, a whole lot we can say right there. Amen. I'm thankful here this morning uh, that we learned something about being astonished beyond measure. Uh, you say, preacher, how does that happen? That's what I want to deal with uh, real quickly this morning. Four things in the time I've got left. Amen. The necessities, if you will, that bring us uh, to having the Lord work in our lives to the extent and you and I are left astonished beyond measure. Uh, notice with me, number one, I see the separation from the multitude. Uh, when this man is led and brought to Christ, they uh, bring there, I don't know if this is family that has brought this man here. I don't know if it is friends that have brought him here. I don't know, maybe somebody just along the road that has uh, seen this man in his condition and in great compassion they grab him by the hand and bring Bring him to Christ. Uh, this much I know when he got to where Jesus was, it, uh, the Lord, the Bible said, took him aside from uh, the multitude. Uh, that is important in this text uh, for what the Lord is going to do that is going to bring astonishment uh, beyond measure to bring about something that is beyond the normal and beyond uh, the average and beyond the usual. Uh, my friend, it demands that uh, this man be separated from uh, the multitude. Uh, the Lord is going to do and what the Lord is going to prove in his life. Uh, my friend, the Lord desires to do this uh, in a separated place from uh, the crowd. A man took him aside simply means to uh, take down to one's own into a private place. And so the Lord, uh, my friend, could we say, uh, desires this man separation from the multitude. He wanted this man's full attention. He didn't want him distracted in any way. He didn't want his attention on anyone else or anything else. Amen. And this required separation from the multitude. Uh, we're living in a generation where amen, separation is almost an ugly word in Baptist churches. Uh, that it's become in 2019 uh, something that uh, people, uh, when you preach it, they begin to milk their chin and, and try to size up whether you're a Pharisee or a legalist. And uh, can I say maybe uh, one of the reasons we're not being astonished beyond measure uh, in these uh, last days is that uh, we've forgotten this principle of being separated uh, from the multitude. Amen. But I believe when we, my friend, enter in, amen, to that uh, place with Christ, eh? amen, where we 
want Him more than we want the world. Eh? And we want the Savior more than our sin. Eh? Amen, friend, where we're willing to say yet. Eh? Amen, as they sang a moment ago, I'd rather have Jesus in anything eh? and turn our back on the world eh? and say I'm going with Him no matter what the cost eh? Amen, and live a life of separation. That's when I believe we're on the road eh? uh, to sing and being astonished beyond measure. Amen. Can I say He desired it? That is, uh, my friend, Christ desired it uh, to do a personal work and it demanded this man be separated to Christ alone. Amen. It's not just, amen, can I say this? It's not just separation from, but it's separation unto. Amen. It's not just from, it's unto. Amen. Listen, we can preach all morning long. Amen. We can have 20 preachers preach 20 different messages on things we ought to be separated from. Amen. It's still right. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Uh, but my friend, we're going to have to learn and understand that this separation from the multitude uh, requires separation unto God. Eh? Amen. To walk with Him where no one else will. Amen. To walk with Him and be satisfied. Amen. Being with Him where He is. Eh? As Brother Austin preached a moment ago. Amen. To be enthralled with Him. Eh? Amen. Where nobody else really matters. Eh? I imagine I got a hurry yet. I imagine in this multitude he's got friends yet. I imagine in this multitude he's got family. A mad friendly said, Amen. Jesus put it this way If a man hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his brothers and his sisters said, and his children and his own life also said, Amen. He's not fit to be my disciple. And so there must be a separation, Amen, from the multitude. Amen. I, Lord, Lord, I'd like to say about this. I want to get to another part here. The resignation of the man. Amen. When Christ brings him in this place of separation, I, I see that he's there with Christ all alone. Uh, now we might say that as we read this, and Christ did some strange unusual, and some would say uh, uncomely or gross things, amen, with this man, amen, to bring about an astonishment beyond measure. Uh, my friend, when he gets him all alone, amen, notice what he did. Amen, the Bible said, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And you imagine watching this from a distance. And you imagine watching what Christ is doing. Uh, somebody says, well, amen, the Lord will speak a word and it'll be done. And He could have done it that way. He could have done it, I guess, a dozen different ways. Said, uh, my friend, but the way He does it, uh, my friend, seems so strange. Said, amen, to spit and touch someone's tongue. Amen, can you imagine this man? Uh, my friend, ha had he seen Christ spit and, and Christ uh, commands him to stick his tongue out and, and he sees Christ.
Christ said, amen, doing that right there, coming at him, that, amen, this man doesn't resist, this man doesn't fight him, this man doesn't, my friend, cross his arms and shake his head, he simply resigns himself, and Christ may do what Christ is going to do in the way that Christ desires to do it, amen, I believe he is resigned, amen, he is resigned, he is in submission, he is surrendered to Christ and at union uh, with all uh, with uh, with what Christ uh, was and doing. Had he resisted and walked away, Amen. There would have been no astonishment beyond measure. Had he said, "I don't like the way Jesus is doing this in my life. I don't like that He ain't doing it in my life like He did in somebody else's." And that friend, the Lord could have never took it, Amen. In astonishment beyond the measure, Amen. Can I say? Amen. I believe we can see revival again if we just resign ourselves to say, Amen, Lord, do in me and with me and for me everything you desire to do in the way you desire to do it. Amen. And be resigned it. Amen. That Jesus would have his way in our life. Amen. So many, I think, put stipulations. Amen, Lord, I let you work in my life. Uh, but you got to do it this way and you got to do it that way. I'm glad, thank God, that, amen, if we'll resign ourselves, amen, a lot of young folk in the building this morning, can I say, amen, that resign yourself, it, and deny yourself, it, and get on an altar somewhere this morning, uh, somewhere while you're young, and say, Lord, it, amen, if you'll just do something in my life, it, amen, take me beyond the average, it, and be what, beyond what we're seeing in this generation. Amen. And let the Lord have His will and way in your life. Amen. You'll wake up one day and your mind will be blown it, And you'll be flabbergasted it. Amen. Saying hallelujah. I'm glad that I've seen it beyond measure. Amen. Notice with me the consideration of the Master in verse number 34 in looking up to heaven. He sighed and saith unto him, Epithet, that is, be opened. I see here the consideration of the Master. Uh, this phrase, he sighed, implies uh, that Christ was moved by uh, the condition and the need of this man. Uh, that Christ, uh, my friend, said, Amen, that he said it. Amen, can I say here, Amen, I, I think maybe we could say according to verse 33, according to verse 33, we've had that Christ touches the man. Uh, that Christ touches the man. And he took him aside from the multitude. And in place, and he put his hand on it. And then he led him into separation. And now there's separation and resignation. Uh, notice here now, amen, here is this man standing before the Lord. Amen. In verse 33, Christ touches the man. And in verse 34, the man touches Christ. Uh, the man touches Christ. Said, amen. I see a man who is utterly hopeless. I see a man who's tried everything. I mean, he's been to Belton. Amen. He's been to every speech therapist there is, Seth. And here he is, Brother Ackley. He doesn't know, amen, anything else to do. He's at the end of his road, Seth. And I believe the Lord's seen something in that fellow. 
Amen. And the Lord began to sigh. Yes, He's moved with compassion. Amen. And that's what's going to really bring it an astonishment beyond measure. Amen. He can be separated all day long. He can be resignated all day long. Yes, my friend, until Christ, yes, until the King of glory, amen, is moved to do something for Him. Yes, there is nothing that's going to be done. Yes, amen. You say, what do you say? Amen. Well, let me say this. And when Christ said it was not for exertion of any strength, He's not straining to do a miracle. Amen. Christ ain't ever had to strain to do anything. Amen. He's not sighing because it's just something hard for him to do. Oh no, it is a sign of compassion. Amen. For a man in need. And when the Lord, amen, when the Master gave consideration, amen, can I say the miracle was done. And when the Lord left them astonished beyond measure. In other words, for the end, this thing was not manufactured. This thing was not worked out. When all was said, and done. This is not the work of a man. Uh, this is not just an emotional service, Seth. That my friend stirs people up. Oh no, friend, you may be astonished in them services. Amen. But it's when the Lord considers our need and the Lord moves into action. Seth. And it ain't in the personality of a preacher. And it ain't in our favorite song being sung our favorite way of our favorite singer, Seth. Amen. But when God looks down, eh, and He sees a crowd saying, Dear God, eh, we've tried all we know to try, eh, and He begins to be moved toward our need. Eh, amen. That's when He'll leave us beyond measure astonished. Amen. I'm afraid in 2019 we have learned how to work it up. We've learned how to manufacture it. And I ain't here to cast stones, and I ain't one of these preachers that, amen, if it ain't going on at my place and is it's yours, you've compromised and it can't be real. I, I ain't one of them, but I'm just going to tell you in 2019, there's a lot of folk, amen, that have learned how to work it up. And I'm afraid the Lord ain't been moved at all because we ain't got the end of ourselves. Amen. You'll notice the glorification that is given in, in that verse number 37. The Bible said they were beyond measure astonished and they glorified the Lord saying, He had done all things well. You know why the Lord, I'll say this and I'm going to sit down, but you know why the Lord could, amen, do something that left them astonished beyond measure? Because He could trust them that when he done it, He'd get all the glory and they got none. When all that was done, they didn't brag on the fellows that brought this man and said, boy, did you see what they did? Did you see what a soul winner they are? Oh, no, they just said he had done all things well. They didn't say, man, do you know, amen, how great, how great the First Baptist Church of Decapolis is? They didn't, they didn't brag on their city and their town. No, friend, they went away saying he had done all things well. Maybe the reason the Lord ain't doing much, amen, to, to astonish us beyond measure is that He knows if He did, we'd run around, amen, like an old banny rooster. Amen. Look at us. Look at me. Look at the sermon I preached, the revival I held, the song I sang, the service I moderated, the camp meeting I was a part of. 
maybe my friend, we get back making sure he gets all the glory and we get none, maybe we'd start seeing, amen, some things that would astonish us beyond measure. I'm done.